Well, this will be the uh, final meditation, the 11th meditation from Psalm 19. We've been there for some four months or something. So we'll be looking at verse 14, and I wasn't originally going to do this, but I would like to do this. Uh, if you would turn with me to Psalm 19. I'd like to read the whole psalm. It's not long, and it's beautiful, and it points us to Lord of glory. And I haven't done this usually at this point either, but would you rise and, uh, as I read the living word of God? To the chief musician, a psalm of David, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tabernacle for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. Its rising is from one end of heaven, and its circuit to the other end, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins, and let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless, and I shall be innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And Father, help us to learn from your precious word now, to rejoice in it. We do give you praise as the God of glory, the God of creation, the God who has given us uh, your precious word. Help us to be uh, desirous of it now and to worship you as we hear it in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Well, as I said last week, or maybe two weeks ago, uh, in the previous verses before the final verse, David was talking about his sin. And in one case, he said uh, he's talking about secret sin. And then uh, after that, he talked about presumptuous sin. We talked a little bit about that. And he said, he prayed. He said, God, keep me back. Keep back your servant from presumptuous sins. Those kind that I know that I'm doing. I willfully did it. I wanted to do it. And I proceeded to do it. Let them not have dominion over me. So he was asking uh, the Lord for deliverance. And then uh, in verse 13, David pray, uh, prayed uh, regarding uh, his secret and presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Uh, then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great transgression. And so after praying uh, he, to be kept from this willful sin, and knowing that God can forgive him, God can protect him and keep him back, uh, David concluded this psalm by praying that the words that come out of his mouth would be acceptable to the Lord. And, and the thoughts that are the basis of the words that come out of his mouth 
uh, that they would be acceptable to the Lord. His words and his thoughts, he wanted them to be acceptable to God, to be pleasing to God above all. Matthew Henry said, David not only desired to be pardoned and cleansed from sins he had discovered and confessed, but from those he had forgotten or overlooked. All discoveries of sin made to us by the law, and I, should, I would add by the Spirit, should driven, uh, drive us to the throne of grace there to pray. Indeed, we should go to the throne of grace to pray in a similar manner as David did here. In fact, David said in Psalm 141, Set a guard over my mouth, O Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. He knew he needed the Lord to stop him from saying things. Our words and our tongue can be so devastating. And a tongue out of control is more readily, I believe, able to commit presumptuous sins. But what should come out of our mouths is that which is true and righteous, acceptable to the Lord, pleasing to the Lord, and, and also gives grace to others. He is the Lord of grace. He would want us to speak words of grace. And that happens because the meditation of our hearts has been on the Lord, on, on his precious word, as we read in Psalm 19, the word that he's given us, the, the powerful and living and active word of God. And so those are the things that should guide uh, the words that we speak. And so thus, uh, we would speak words of encouragement to each other. We will do that more and more as we have fellowship. In Proverbs 10, David said, in the multitude of, uh, in, uh, David did not say, in the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. So when we speak a lot, there's a lot of sin possible there. Uh, but then it says, but he who restrains his lips is wise. It's a wise thing. And uh, so we should also say, set a guard over my mouth, O Lord, keep watch over the door of my lips. In Ephesians 4, we are commanded in, to let no corrupt word proceed out of our mouths, but only that which is good for necessary edification to each other, that it may impart grace to the hearers. It's God's grace that he allows us to, by our words, impart grace to other people. May that be so in this body. And imparting grace to those who hear is acceptable to the Lord of grace. And we're called to be imitators of the Lord as dearly loved children. And if we meditate on God's word, we can also uh, say acceptable things more often as we pray. We'll more likely pray according to that which pleases our Father in heaven. And, and we are to pray his word. So we, sh we should uh, pray according to his word also. So if we do and we say uh, what is not acceptable to the Lord, the result is vanity, basically. It's vain, whatever it was we were thinking about. It will not last. Its impact will be against his will and against his kingdom purposes. We must serve and speak and think in ways which please the Lord. And we can only do that by his grace and the power of the Holy Spirit in us as we hear and as we read and study and memorize and meditate on his precious word, his beautiful word. In fact, this whole psalm shows the beauty and the power of his creation and of the word of God, of the testimony of God in his marvelous creation and word. And that we must strive to do and say and think only that which is pleasing and acceptable to him. In Romans 12, it says, we should not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we might prove what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. His will is good and acceptable and perfect. So we should know his will. We should delight in it. It should be in our hearts and minds. And when we come to the table, every week we come to the table of the Lord, we always come uh, first having been encouraged and strengthened uh, and taught by the word of God in the, the meditation. 
in order to more rightly partake of this communion uh, with him, in, in order to know that what we are doing and how we are doing it is acceptable to him. We're coming in an acceptable manner. And also we're coming to be unified in him as we hear his word together. We're reminded of what is acceptable to him as we read his word, as we remember also his sacrifice for us in this part of our worship. Matthew Henry said, no prayer can be acceptable before God, which is not offered in the strength of our redeemer or divine kinsman, through him who took our nature upon him, that he might redeem us unto God and restore the long lost inheritance. That is how we come before God. No prayer can be acceptable before God if it's not offered to our kinsman redeemer. So we come to the supper of the Lord together through our kinsman redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ, by faith and in joy because of his grace. And in the same manner, we ask uh, corporately, as David did individually, may the words of our mouths and the medita meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength or our rock and our redeemer. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we do thank you and we praise you for our kinsman redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, sacrificed himself for us, and made us acceptable to you. And so we can come before you, we can pray to you. And we praise you for your Holy Spirit, who makes us able to act and to think and speak in ways that are acceptable and pleasing to you. Oh Lord, we come to remember your sacrifice now, your redemption, and to remember again that you alone are our strength and our redeemer. And may the words we speak and our thoughts now be acceptable to you as we partake of your means of grace in this ceremony. For we ask it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.